0: is in session. This is the Draft Seminar Rookie Profile Series hosted by Matt Hicks, the FF Educator, and I am joined as always by John Lobb, the Gridiron Scholar. This is the Carson Strong Fantasy Football Rookie Profile. I am so excited to dig into Carson Strong. John, this is a Kind of a roller coaster of a prospect, lots of upside here, but not without some caution. Before we get into it, I want to make sure folks know that this is being simulcast on the Rookie Big Board Podcast channel, the NFL Draft Bible Podcast Network, and of course, the rookie big board youtube channel if you're watching on youtube leave us a comment let us know what you think about carson strong and john before we jump into things here i want to make sure folks know they can find more of your work at FootballDiehards.com, and they can find all of my work including the 2022 rookie big board rankings and the recently announced 2022 rookie guide at patreon.com slash the ff educator 85 full rookie profiles every fantasy football rookie rank john and that will be available on april 1st For the patrons, let's go ahead and jump into it here. Carson
1: Strong of Nevada. I've heard a lot of different perspectives on Carson Strong. Watched a lot of tape because he's been a CFF darling, Debbie darling over the last two years, Matt. But there's one perspective I have not heard anyone discuss. And that is the coaching tree that Carson Strong was educated in at Nevada. The offensive coordinator is Matt Mummy, who's the son of Hal Mummy. And if we go back a little bit, I'll never forget when Hal Mummy propelled Kentucky and Tim Couch up offensive rankings. They were unbelievable at Kentucky, and Tim Couch was a number one pick in the NFL draft for the Browns. And Mike Leach is from the Hal Mummy tree. And Al, and Mike Leach has had incredible success at the college level. Why do I mention all of this, Matt? None of their quarterbacks are successful NFL quarterbacks. The number one guy might be Gardner Minshew, and we can debate what we think of Gardner Minshew. So I think this perspective is being overlooked. Can Matt Mummy? produce an NFL-level quarterback at this system? That is to be determined. But I have my questions. First, there's no denying the arm talent, Matt. He can throw literally every ball in the book. I mean, I'm not even going to question that. I have seen some throws that were high-level, Dan Fouts, Dan Marino, Drew Bledsoe, Troy Aikman. I mean, just the classic pocket passers in football history. He has an arm, my friend. But football is more than just arm strength. There are other considerations. Let's look back at how prolific this young man has been. He was the Mountain West Offensive Player of the Year and first team All-Mountain West for the past two seasons, Matt. In 2021, he was the semifinalist for the Donnie United's Golden Arm, the Manning, and the Davey O'Brien Awards. How good was he? He tossed 63 touchdowns and passed for 7,033 yards. But this is an air raid offense. So we have to take the statistics and put them into perspective here. It's similar to the run and shoot. You're going to have elevated numbers in that offense. He he did take a red shirt in 2018, and he started 10 games in 2019. He established school record for single-season passing touchdowns with 36 and single-game completion record with 49. He finished third all-time in passing yards and touchdowns for the Wolfpack, and he was a three-star recruit in high school. Matt, there's no question about the productivity and the arm strength. What does your film grade tell our viewers about Carson Strong?
0: John, this is why I call you the historian, man. I'm learning things on this episode. I love that coaching tree description there. (laughs) And pun intended, John, it looks like a scary coaching tree to come from. It's it's not pleasant. (laughs) So starting here with Carson Strong, we're going to go with arm talent. John made no, uh, or I, said, I should say John alluded very well to it here. Make no mistake, Carson Strong can throw the rock. He can absolutely stretch the ball downfield it's not an issue it's not a concern and you saw at the senior bowl john if you go to senior bowl practice it's actually funny there's a few examples where it looked like carson strong wasn't actually even trying to hit his guy he just wanted to show scouts that he could (laughs) throw the ball through the back of the end zone so you know when you look at it we're talking 50 plus yards downfield with ease but arm talent is more than just arm strength john and I think Carson Strong adjusts velocity really well. He understands how to take some off of it in the midfield. And if you look at the ability to you know anticipate well in the midfield, that's a you know really crucial point for a lot of players. So that's a really good arm talent for Carson Strong. Now, past that, things start to get a little shaky. I, I, he has a good me- mechanical foundation. You know, I do think he's comfortable in the pocket in terms of his footwork. You know, he has a solid release, a little bit of a hitch at the top of his release. I think it slows down his motion more than it needs to, even through his 2021 tape. It does improve slightly over the course of his college career, but there's still room there. Uh, He will drop his arm angle and kind of lose some of his mechanics under pressure. So I think he needs to feel that better in terms of accuracy you know he does have good ball placement in the short and midfield the accuracy can be inaccurate moving downfield into the deep third of the field and you know being able to throw the ball 50 yards downfield is only useful if you can hit your targets in the deep field right like that was part of the Dwayne Haskins problem is that he could throw the ball deep but he couldn't hit his guy deep so it's a little bit of a concern there with Carson Strong but I do think it's something that can be corrected at the next level. Here's the thing, John. And specifically for fantasy football, the athleticism is a non-factor. Carson Strong will be limited to the pocket, right? Uh, because of of his skill set and also because of his injury history. So Carson Strong is going to have to be a transcendent passer in the NFL to be able to keep up with fantasy football because he is not going to produce at all as a rusher. So. Can it be done? Yes, Matthew Stafford exists, right? Aaron Rodgers exists. Tom Brady exists. But is that the bar we want to have to hit, right, for our bucket passer to be relevant? That's a high bar, John. So it's there, there's potential here, especially on the NFL side of things. But for fantasy football, there's reason to be a little bit cautious. Now, you mentioned he's got a long career there at Nevada, John. Let's dig into it a
1: little bit more. Yeah, my production model likes him. It is not in love with him. He hits three of my six benchmarks. And from a fantasy standpoint, Matt, look at rushing equity. He had minus 300 yards. (laughs) So I just put N-A, not applicable. You are not going to gain yardage with his legs. Now, I'll say this. Let's put aside the two injuries on the knees, He's maneuverable in the pocket. He has that ability to sidestep, you know, find an open window and avoid. But is he going to Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson, you, Josh Allen? No, you have no hope. You don't have a floor of 40 yards rushing each week. And you don't, definitely don't have a ceiling of 70 to 100 yards rushing. So that's the problem number one. I do like he played 31 games. He hits my benchmark with that, Matt. Touchdown interception ratio. I'll give the young man credit. He doesn't turn the ball over. 74 touchdowns, only 19 interceptions. He smashes the three-to-one ratio that I'm looking for. Now, here's where you get like the paradox of the Hal mummy slash Matt mummy system. He has a high completion rate, 68.1. And you would look at it and you think he's accurate, but you did mention how that could be a little bit of a misconception because on the third, the deep third of the field, he's not great. But you know what tells me about the mummy system? Matt, 7.5 yards per attempt. He's thrown a lot of short dink and dunks. That's the mummy system. He's throwing on first and 10. He's happy with the four-yard pass. So that's going to bring the numbers down, but bring the accuracy up. So he doesn't hit both. So there's a paradox there that really you have to watch the film to understand him. And Matt, at the end of the day, his passing efficiency in a quarterback-friendly offense is only 147.5. That's not tremendous. I like 155 or above. I have a second-round grade and I do think you'll get a chance to start in the NFL. What should fantasy footballers know about Carson Strong, Matt?
0: Yeah, John, I have him projected for NFL draft capital as day one late to day two mid. That's picks 20 through 50 overall. Now, John, that is assuming the medicals check out. We haven't even referenced yet that Carson Strong could potentially have a degenerative knee condition. So Carson Strong has struggled with knee injuries. Uh, There are rumors out there that scouts are worried that it is going to be, you know, it's not a a series of one-off injuries, but rather a degenerative condition. We don't know that for sure. That is not confirmed. But his NFL draft capital will tell us what NFL medical staffs think about that knee. If he goes in the top 50, John, the NFL is saying that that knee checks out and they feel he can have a long career. If you are curious as to why Carson Strong could potentially be still on the board heading into day three of the NFL draft, it's going to be medicals-based, right? So we're going to have to watch that closely. Now, when you talk about fantasy football, I have him in my flex filler tier. If you're playing in super flex leagues, I think Carson Strong is a guy who could float around that quarterback 18 to 26 range, right? Maybe not somebody who is ever a, a you know super exciting guy that you plug into your lineup, but somebody that's worth having on your roster that you can slide in there depending on matchup or depending on you know uh, injury concerns or bye weeks. In terms of his rookie ADP, John, I'm currently projecting him to land in that late round two conversation. Again, that's assuming he does pass the medicals and capture that top 50 draft capital, because I think folks understand the limitations here. And there's an overall lower valuation of the quarterback class in general this year. So if you're looking at most people's quarterbacks, five or six, then you're going to be looking at a late round two value. And even at that value, John, I'm going to have low exposure on him. It's been a rule for me for a while to focus on adding quarterbacks to my fantasy football rosters that can run the ball because it gives them a floor. It gives them an out, even if they're inaccurate, even if they're not necessarily putting up three 350-yard games. It's difficult, John. It's so hard to consistently put up 300-plus-yard games as a quarterback in three touchdowns, and that's what you need to do if you don't have any rushing floor, right? And so I am going to be fading Carson Strong this upcoming year, I loved watching him in college, especially going back to 2020. I hope he's a fantastic NFL pro. I just don't know if he's going to translate over to the fantasy football side. But, John, I'll tell you what will translate for all of our listeners here, the insight and advice that we're giving through the entire rookie profile series if you're listening for the first time you have a lot of episodes to catch up on go back and get get in on with the rest of the series here And we're not done yet john we still have a lot of profiles still to go so whether you're watching or whether you're listening make sure you're subscribed and as
1: always we appreciate you checking out this episode.